Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. I was spending my time with the Lord several days ago and a passage of scripture came to me, very familiar passage, but maybe a different portion of the passage. And so I'm the mailman today. I have mail for you. I'm going to deliver it and give it to you. And then you can take it home and pray about it, process it, open it up, study it for yourself and let God reveal himself to you. My scripture today is 1 John 3, 1 through 3. You can listen along. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that's given to us, that we should be called the sons of God. If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, you are a son or a daughter, a child of God that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Let me read it in the Living Bible. See how very much the Heavenly Father loves us, for he allows us to be called his children. I could just park right there about being his child, but I won't. It says, think of it, we actually are. But since most people don't know God, naturally they don't understand that we are his children. The world doesn't even have a concept of it. Can I rephrase that? Many in the church don't even have the concept. At least the increased revelation that we're his children. Yes, dear friends, we are already God's children right now, and we can't even imagine what it's going to be like later on. But we do know this, that when he comes, we will be like him as a result of seeing him as he really is. And everyone who really believes this will try to stay pure because Christ is pure. We do it because of Christ. We're not trying to be good people in our own strength. We do it because we're his children and we won't going to be like him. Here's the phrase that sticks out to me. For we know that when he comes... Here it is. We will be like him. 
I don't know about you, that's sobering, that's daunting to me, that's a challenge to me. That when he comes, I'm going to be like him. You know, most of the time, we look like our parents. You look like your mom or dad. My, my wife tells me that I look like my dad. My son looks like me, if you've ever seen him. Even his kids look like me. I think Richard looks like his mom. How many of you think Richard looks like his mom? Yeah, see, you're, you're thinking about this stuff. Think about your own, in your own life. But it's not only a physical appearance, but it's even mannerisms. My wife tells me, you act just like you're dead. That can be good or not so good. All of my life, I had two desires that stood out, of course, to love the Lord with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. But I wanted to get from my mother her passion for prayer or intercession. And from my dad, I always wanted to get his wisdom, not only godly, but also his natural wisdom. Talk about somebody who could solve problems quickly, could just see right through all of the intricacies and the complexities of the problem and come up with an answer and a good answer. We will be like him. Becoming like him, as someone said this week, is us moving towards him, not him moving towards us. That might be someone's problem in the room or watching over the internet. You're trying to live your life and fit God in. No, it doesn't work that way. We've got to move towards him. He's not catching up with us. We're catching up with him. How are we going to be able to look like him? How, how is that even possible? Think about that for yourself. What can we do now to be like him so that we're like him when he comes to us? When he comes. The truth that God is our father and that we're his children is one of the great revelations in the New Testament. Being a child of God means that you're chosen. He chose you. He adopted you through Christ. It's among the highest honors and privileges of our salvation. That he chose you and me. Nobody else chose us, but he did. He did. And being his child is the basis of our faith and our trust in God and our hope of heaven in the future. This is a hope that we have. There are other religions 
who just hope that their good deeds outweigh their bad deeds. There are some that believe that they walk across the bridge, if you will, and if your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds, then you fall off into heaven. No, we know. We know that heaven is our future. God wants us to become more aware that we are his children. This awareness comes through the presence of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of sonship in Romans 8, 15. We're sons and we're daughters of God. Sons and daughters. And the Holy Spirit, you've often heard me say, the Holy Spirit's the key. In preparation for his return, the Holy Spirit is your key. Is your key. Being a child of God means that at times we will be disciplined by the Father so that we can continue to grow in spiritual maturity. God's highest goal in making us his children is to save us forever and to make us more like Jesus, Romans 8.29. He's saving us for heaven, but he wants us to be like Jesus. So God created man, and then man sinned, and there was a separation but God still wanted to be with us. So he sent Jesus to die for the forgiveness of your sins and my sins. We must accept Jesus' death on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And we must ask God to forgive us. Two separate things. Accepting Jesus dying on the cross for you, and then asking him to forgive you of your sins. And then he does forgive us, and God adopts us and makes us his children, and then it doesn't end there. That was the gospel. You just heard the gospel. Simple gospel. Life-changing gospel. Changed my life. Changed your life. I know how some of you used to be. He changed your life. He saved you. He rescued you. Had you continued on the path that you were on, some of you wouldn't have been here today. But he didn't end there. He gave us the Holy Spirit to help us live a life that looks like Jesus. You've often heard me say there's God's part and then there's our part. You just heard his part. His part. So what's our part? Our part is the surrendering to the Holy Spirit and letting him lead us through this life. Greatest thing that we can do is live for him. The least that we can do is live for him.
the least. So, by yielding to the Holy Spirit, we stop sinning. Say, well, that's pretty strong. Well, that's what Scripture says. Jesus came to forgive us of our sins, and the Holy Spirit is the one that helps to keep us from sinning if we yield and surrender to the Holy Spirit. 1 John 3, 3. And anyone who has this hope of eternal life in him purifies himself by surrendering to the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom from bondage, freedom from sin. We don't have to sin. I don't have to sin if I yield to the Spirit. Of course, I know there's a battle of flesh and the Spirit going on. We have to deal with it every day. But I'm telling you that it's doable. I'm telling you that there is more power in the Holy Spirit. Cause you and I to overcome. First John 3. Anyone who sins breaks God's law. Yes, sinning is the same as living against God's law. You know that Christ came to take away people's sins. There is no sin in Christ. So whosoever lives in Christ does not continue to sin. If they continue to sin, then they have never really understood Christ and have never known him. I'm just reading scripture, okay? Is it okay that we read scripture in church? Okay. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you into a wrong way. Christ always did what was right. So to be good like Christ, you must do what's right period, all the time. Well, I don't really feel like it. Well, get over that nasty feeling and do what's right. The devil has been sinning ever since the beginning. Anyone who continues in sin belongs to the devil. The Son of God came for this, that is to destroy the works of the devil. Those who are God's children do not continue to sin because the new life that God gave them stays in them. They cannot keep sinning because they have become the children or the sons of God. So we can see who God's children are and whose belong to the devil. These are the ones that, do, that are not God's children. Those who don't do what's right and those who do not love their brothers and sisters in God's family. Oh, he had to put that in there. We not only stop sinning, but we love. 
Christ is our example. We're going to be like him, right? Therefore, we start loving now. Now. Sin breaks God's law. Whoever lives in Christ does not sin. And we must do what's right regardless. I know, I know. Yeah, but they did this and they did that. They said this and they said that. No, you do what's right. You do what is right. God's children stop sinning and do right and love their brothers and sisters in God's family. So I'm going to be the guy with the questions. You know I'm going to be the guy with the questions. And I don't only put these out there for you. I put them out there for me. Am I becoming like him? Oh, I'll start tomorrow. No, no. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? So I have some examples, lest anyone be confused in the room. In your speech. Your language, is it Christ-like? The content of what you say. Are you always negative? Another word is pessimistic. You know, I know, I know when I say this stuff, things, people are coming to your mind. No, I'm asking about you and me. Are you becoming like him? Do you worry? Do you have anxiety? Are you stressed out, burned out? Do you think Christ is? Is he? In your actions, we talked about doing right. Do you do right? Do you have bad patterns in your life? Well, that's the way my father was. Well, you're a son of God now. How is he about that? Well, I normally do good, but Friday nights and Saturday nights aren't really good for me. Really? Can I tell you he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Gives us something to shoot for. Are you living in bondage? Addictions. Bad habits. Wrong thinking. Having a negative perspective. I'm just talking about being Christ-like. Are you greedy or stingy or are you generous? Do you try to find ways to be a blessing to other people? Are you forgiving? Do you release people? Do you release bitterness out of your life? Is your mouth filled with praise and thanksgiving or criticism and being ungrateful? What's coming out? Philippians 2. Christians should cheer each other up. Our hearts should be tender and sympathetic 
by loving each other and agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, working together with one heart, mind, and purpose. No people who want to fight about everything. Disagree. I love debate. Can I tell you a secret? I don't think I've ever shared this. When I was in school, I used to deliberately take the wrong side to argue it. To the point that by the time we were done, the whole class was confused with what was right or wrong. I know I've asked for forgiveness for that, but it was fun while I was doing it though. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. The courthouse is filled with people already doing that, so you don't need to join them. Let me continue. Don't be selfish. Don't live to make a good impression on others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourself. Don't just think about your own affairs or your own business or your own life but be interested in others and what they're doing. Your attitude should be kind. That is showing Jesus Christ. Do not demand or cling to your rights. God didn't. Jesus didn't. He laid aside his mighty power and glory, taking the disguise of a slave. He humbled himself even further, going so far as to actually die a criminal's death on the cross. Be even more careful that you do good things that result from being saved. Obeying God with deep reverence, shrinking back from all that might displease him. You've often heard me say, I don't have a list of sins. Anything that displeases him is wrong. I'm not going to argue about one, two, or three. If it displeases him, don't do it. Don't do it. I love this verse. For God is at work within you, helping you want to obey him and then helping you to do what he wants. This is the Holy Spirit. He puts that drive in you. If you don't have strong passion for God, I double dog dare you to ask him to put it in you and watch what happens. He will put it inside of you. He will put it inside of you. In everything you do, stay away from complaining or arguing. You are to live clean, innocent lives as children of God in a dark world full of people that are crooked and stubborn. Shine out among them like a beacon, holding out to them the word of life. That's how we become Christ-like. Ezekiel puts it this way, and I will give you a new heart, and I will give you new and right desires, and I will put a new spirit, that's Holy Spirit, within you. 
I will take out of your out your stony heart of sin and give you a new heart of love, which is Jesus. And I will put my spirit within you so that you will want to obey my laws and do whatever I've commanded you. Say, well, I I don't really like those 10 commandments. Stony heart. He said he would take it out of you. You've got to yield to him. And when you do, he's going to take it out. And he's going to put in a heart of love. And your want to will change. Your want to will change. And then becoming like him, we read his word and we actually do it. Oh, well, I read seven chapters a day. Well, do you do it? Well, in the seven chapters that I read, is pretty dry. Well, did you ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you? James 1. My dear brothers and sisters, always be more willing to listen than to speak. Keep control of your anger. Anger does not help you live in a way that God wants you to. Should I park it there? I used, to, I used to have an anger problem when I was a kid. Really. And I can remember I asked, the, I asked God one day when I was praying, I said, I need you to take this from me. I need you to. And you know what? He did. He did. I can just tell you this. If you mean it, He'll do it. If you're just talking to the wind. He will take it from you. Not only anger, but a bunch of other stuff too. And you know what those things are. So get rid of every evil in your life. Every kind of wrong that you do. Be humble and accept God's teachings, that's in his word, that is planted in your heart. This teaching can save you, can save you. Do what God's teaching says. Don't just listen to it and do nothing. In other words, apply it. You know, the Bible is a practical book for your everyday life. It's not some historic whatever that we're not living in that age and it has nothing really to do with us, but I'm kind of interested because it's history. No, it's for our everyday life. When you only sit and listen, you are fooling yourselves. Hearing God's teaching and doing nothing is like looking at your face in a mirror and doing nothing about what you saw. You go away and immediately forget how bad you looked. Should I park it? I'll just keep going, keep going, keep going. But when you look into God's perfect law, 
that sets people free, pay attention to it. And if you do what it says, you will have God's blessing. Never just listen to his teaching and forget what you have heard. Never. God's word purifies us. His word reveals to us who he is so that when he appears, we will be like him. We read about Christ's love and then we love. Back to 1 John 3. This is the teaching that you have heard from the beginning that we must love each other. Don't be like Cain. He belonged to the evil one. Cain killed his brother. But why did he kill him? Because what Cain did was evil and what his brother did was good. Jealousy. Well, I'm just a jealous person. You want to be Christ-like? Brothers and sisters, don't be surprised when people of this world hate you. We know that we have left death and have come into life. We know that, th that uh, we know this because we love each other as brothers and sisters. Anyone who does not love is still in death. Anyone who hates a fellow believer is a murderer. You hate? Well, I didn't kill him. Jesus said you did in your heart. And you know that no murderer has eternal life. This is how we know what real love is. Jesus gave his life for us. So we should give our lives to each other's as brothers and sisters. Suppose a believer who is rich enough to have all of the necessities of life sees a fellow believer who is poor and does not even have the basic needs. What if the rich believer does not help the poor one? Then it is clear that God's love is not in that person's heart. My children, our love should not be only in words and talk. No, our love must be real and we must show our love by the things that we do. We take action. We not only read the word, but we do it. We do it. And then lastly, we continue to yield and surrender to the Holy Spirit. It's him or he that keeps us from sinning. Titus 3, 5. He saved us not because of any works that we have done, but because of his own compassion and mercy by the cleansing of the new birth, that spiritual transformation and regeneration, and by renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out richly upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, 
so that we would be justified, meaning we would be free from guilt of sin by his grace and that we would be made heirs of eternal life according to our hope, which is our guarantee for heaven. He richly, he didn't just give you the teaspoon. He richly gave you the Holy Spirit through Christ Jesus. God's plan and his desire is for us to be like him. He's given us everything that we need. Everything to be like him. Given us the word, given us Jesus, the forgiveness of sin, and even gave us the Holy Spirit that would go with us and lead us and guide us through life. There's too many people out there trying to do it on their own. Could be some watching over the internet and you're trying to do it on your own. Can I just tell you, don't do that. You'll give yourself to the spirit of God and let him lead you. He opens, he opens so many doors for you, so many avenues. You know what it is? It's actually the plan that he has for your life and he uses the Holy Spirit to open doors and that reveals what his plan is for you. But you're trying to figure all of this stuff out. You don't need to. I talked with uh, the man down in Costa Rica this week. We're going at the end of this month, actually. And uh, so I was asking him to give me the daily itinerary of, you know, what he wanted us to do and, you know, where we were going to be. And so he sent it to me. The only problem is it was in Spanish. <laughs> so we're working for, uh, with different churches down there do, do, doing different things, but I don't have a clue. So I text him, hey, I need you to call me to explain it to me in English. And so the other night he called me and I took his Spanish itinerary, which quite honestly was pretty useless to me, but he revealed to me the daily itinerary. He explained it to me. He led me through the daily process of where we're going to go and what time and the church and the type of church and what kind of ministry is needed at the church and how long does it take to get there and when are we going to eat and when do we have a little bit of time to rest and he revealed that to me. Can I tell you the Holy Spirit wants to reveal all of the details of your life to you. All of the details of God's plan for your life. The Holy Spirit is the one that will reveal that to you. 
2 Corinthians. Ye are workers together with God. So I beg you, don't let the grace that you've received from God be for nothing. I've heard you at the right time, and I gave you help on the day, day of salvation. I tell you, the right time is now. The day of salvation is now. We do not want people to find out anything wrong with our work. Here's the challenge. So we do nothing that will be a problem to others. But in every way we show that we are the servants of God. We never give up, even though we face troubles, difficulties, and problems of every kind. How are you doing with that? Problems of every kind. We don't give up. We're beaten and thrown into prison. People get upset with us and fight against us. We work hard. How's that working for you? We work hard. And sometimes we get no sleep or food. But they keep going. They don't give it up. They don't get discouraged. We show that we are God's servants by our pure lives, by our understanding, by our patience, by our kindness. We show it by the Holy Spirit, by genuine love, by speaking the truth, and by depending on God's power. That's the Holy Spirit. This right way of living has prepared us to defend ourselves against every kind of attack. Some people honor us, but others shame us. Some people say good things about us, and others say bad things. Some people say that we're liars, but we speak the truth. Some people, to some we are not known, to others we're known well. We seem to be dying, but look, we continue to live. We are punished, but we are not killed. We have, have much sadness, but we are always rejoicing. We are poor, but yet we're making many rich in faith. We have nothing, but yet we possess everything. Talk about a perspective. That's becoming like him. Last passage. That's how we know that we belong to the way of truth. And when our hearts make us feel guilty, we can still have the peace before God. Because God is greater than our hearts. He knows everything. My dear friends, if we do not feel that we are doing wrong. We can be without fear when we come to God. And God gives us what we ask for. And we receive because we obey the commands and do what pleases Him. This is God's command, that we believe in His Son Jesus and that we love each other as he commanded. All 
who obey God's commands live in God, and God lives in them. How do we know that God lives in us? We know because it's the Spirit He gave us. The Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that you and I must depend on, must give ourselves to, must surrender, must allow to lead us through life. In every situation, it's the Holy Spirit. We know that when he appears, we'll be like him. Stand with me for prayer. Father, I thank you for your word to us today. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that reveals your word to us. Thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit. Thank you. And I pray that each person in here and watching over the internet, that they would realize what's available through the Holy Spirit for their day-to-day life. I pray, I pray, God, that you would capture their thoughts, you'd capture their attention, you'd grab their focus and reveal the Holy Spirit to us. God, I pray that we wouldn't be arrogant or proud and not yielding and handing over total surrender, total surrender to the Holy Spirit. You reveal to us, Holy Spirit. You show us. You guide us. You give us answers and wisdom in every situation. God, I pray that the people at Heart of the Father would be working daily now so that when you appear we would be like you we would be like you it's not an automatic doesn't come natural but you've taken us out of our natural and you've given us the supernatural and we rely on that we want that we want your presence in our life We thank you for your word. God, I pray that you would bless every individual, every home represented. Would you protect us and keep us? God, I thank you for your healing power. I had it written down on my paper this morning, and we did that. We prayed. God, I pray that your healing power would be made manifest in our bodies. I'm asking you for that. I'm believing you for that. I'm believing for a reversal, a change to take place. I'm believing for strength to come. I'm believing for pain to go away. I'm believing for every cancer cell to be destroyed. I'm believing that your people will live healthy and strong, not for their namesake, but for your namesake. Give us fullness of life. 
May our mouths not be filled with statements of how tired and weak, struggling we are. May we rely on you. May we rely on you. I thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.